Hello, everyone. This is Tommy at World at War Comics. Thanks for joining us this week. We have an amazing guest. This week, we have Spencer Desmond. He is the creator and writer of Voidwalker um, and the creator and writer of Can't Kill Cade. Both of them published through Alterna Comics, except for issue four of Can't Kill Cade, which you could find for free right now on his Patreon. Um, but yeah, I hope you love this conversation that I had with Spencer. We talk about everything from comics to where we think indie comics are going to be in the future, to trade shows, to everything in between. Um, I really hope you enjoy. Remember to give us a like. Please subscribe so that our next interview um, will pop up on your feed automatically. Without further ado, here's Spencer and I. Thank you, everyone. Well, what's up, everybody? We got uh, Mr. Spencer Desmond in the house. What's going on, Spencer? How you doing today? What's going on, man? <laughs> Good to finally meet you. Yeah, likewise, uh, bro. to be here. Yeah, yeah, man. I love uh, following you on Twitter, man. You always uh, bring up some pretty funny points and uh, get everybody worked up, man. I love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's my trolling grounds where I get to get all my, my insane thoughts out. I love Either. it, man taking it way too seriously or uh you're in on the joke and uh <laughs> being in on the joke is definitely the the best place to be but i'm a big idiot i try to uh just stir the pot as much as i can because i don't have time to really get too invested in all the uh the drama and everything so i'd rather just come in and uh <laughs> tap everybody on the shoulder and get them yeah <laughs> going at it uh but yeah like uh I I'm I like the whole community. Yeah. Uh, I love Twitter, so I'm yeah. I'm always on there in some form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a fun place to be, man, and it's I think uh, pretty easy to get um, people worked up. <laughs> it seems to be. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's the the place for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's jump into kind of your history in comics, man. If that's okay, uh, let's go way back. And when did you start getting into comics? Oh yeah, I I actually don't have to remember all of this now because I've been on lots of shows lately. <laughs> uh, I got I got in really young. Uh, I think it was like five or six. A uh, buddy of mine got me a Ghost Rider action figure that had the uh, a reprint of a I believe it's the 1991 Jim Lee Ghost Rider, just the first issue, uh, and it was like uh, I think they were actually smaller versions of the books if I remember correctly too, maybe yeah. like a six by nine or something. I don't think it was actual like standard comic size, but I read that and fell in love with it immediately. You know, dude with a flaming skull ripping around on a motorcycle <laughs> and I'm like six years old. Uh, yeah, I, I loved it. I got hooked, uh, conned my dad into, you know, like letting me know where the nearest comic book store was. Cause my kid brain didn't understand, you know, distance and geography and all of these <laughs> things. So, uh, eventually got him to start bringing me there, found out about, uh, the Punisher, Spawn, all sorts of yeah. other wildly adult stuff that uh, I probably shouldn't have been reading so young, but <laughs> uh, my dad had me like watching horror movies and yeah. 80s action movies and stuff from a very young age, so I was desensitized to a lot of it. Reading at a much higher age level early on, uh, and yeah, I was I was hooked very early on thanks to a, a close friend just getting me a random action figure on a whim, and then I was I was going to the comic shop as often as I possibly could and reading uh, things that weren't marketed to me, but uh, <laughs> I got really into them, and then I started finding stuff like Vertigo and uh, the yeah. more independent stuff 
uh, mm -hmm. in like my teen years. And yeah. that was what really took off for me. I've been writing like throughout my life, all sorts of different stuff, but uh, yeah. comics was the, uh, the, the thing that stuck with me the longest. And I was always like, if, if I do anything, no matter what nine to five I work, I'm eventually going to make comics at some point. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, well, you did, yeah, right? Me, yeah, it's been in me for a while, and I uh, I committed to it. I'm, yeah. I'm in for the long haul now. There's kind of no going back at this point. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that, that's pretty awesome. I, I think uh, all of us, when we got our first comment, mine actually was Nam. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Golden. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. I talked, uh, the first time I met Frego, we basically just talked about Golden and yeah. stuff like Nam for for hours on end. <laughs> uh, absolutely love that. I've still yet to meet him. Uh, yeah. Desperately need to. He keeps yeah, coming yeah. around here, and every time I'm I'm busy doing something yeah. with work. But yeah, Nam is another one that was like yeah. blew my mind at a young age because there's in sure. all these action movies, and half of the characters in those movies are like soldiers. It's like yeah. Commando. <laughs> <laughs> uh absolutely loved that as a kid so i would yeah. find random issues of nam in like 25 cent and 50 cent pins all the time exactly lose my mind and there's some of the still to this day like some of the best covers in comic books oh for sure for sure just amazing stuff yeah. it, they're like cinematic frames of a movie but just yeah. in, in beautiful comic form golden is a absolute legend yeah Doesn't for get sure the, the love that a lot of them do yeah and should he should he should yeah so let, let's jump uh, to uh, your first comic. I think it was Voidwalker, right? Yeah, uh, completely by circumstance, because as everybody knows now, uh, I botched everything. Like uh, COVID was the tail end of it, but yeah. I just mismanaged a lot of stuff early on from being uh, young, inexperienced, uh, and super busy with, with a day job and everything. But Voidwalker was originally supposed to be the second series and Cade would oh, okay. come first. So there was some retooling and things, uh, because they exist in the same universe, but we always wanted them to stand as their, their own series. And then it was just, uh, bricks in a, a bigger wall or whatever you want to call it. Right. Uh, but yeah, Voidwalker was the first one. It kind of worked out that way too, because Christian is just wildly professional, yeah. an awesome dude to work with, and it yep. was uh, almost like a crash course—not in in being a writer, but like uh, being a writer working with an artist that uh, actually works. Yeah, yeah, and works at like a ungodly pace like it's almost <laughs> in a sense like if i had the budget for it uh, yeah. christian and i could just be doing books round the clock it's why the yeah. dude is always working uh, yeah, he, yeah. eduardo riso is like a uh, right hand man in the studio so mm -hmm. he learned from another comics great and uh yeah voidwalker was my first one and Thank God for that, because I, I, like I said, I got that crash course with Christian, and that book became so much more than it was when I pitched it to him. And like he liked the base idea, got yeah, him on board yeah. for that, and he was in it for the long haul. But uh, he took it and made it so much more, like the almost the entire look of the character. Like there was a character description. Uh, yeah, I know the the mouth on the chest was a big thing for me, and yep. then uh. Uh, I'm a big 
tokusatsu fan and i love the uh was it the astron six guys who did uh they did psycho Goreman shortly after Voidwalker came out <laughs> and he has a big mouth on his chest that eats his enemies and i was like oh man i love, love it. it like uh <laughs> we were we were a little ahead of it but i love seeing that there's other weirdos out in the world thinking like me because uh, that was like his only weakness really yeah. i guess that we wanted to divulge early on is like mm-hmm. This thing is constantly hungry yeah. uh, to like a detriment. But yeah, Christian just Christian kind of is a, a huge component. Of what made me the writer I am today, because that ended up working out being the first one. And then mm-hmm. we were quietly working on Cade the whole time, tuning all of that. And it started coming out afterwards and it just yeah. sort of seamlessly ran together for a bit. But yeah. Uh, How long did you sit on this story, Voidwalker, with Ingram? Uh, Voidwalker is like... Like, did you write it, and did you come up with uh, Voidwalker during the pandemic and then execute it, or did you have this story oh, no. long before? So, so we had it... Uh, we got signed pre-pandemic, technically. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't remember exactly when Pete signed it. I have, like, almost like a weird, like schizophrenic scrapbook of stuff like that yeah uh but my my memory is really bad with that kind of stuff i sort of a lot all my brain power to the writing and things like that but uh we got signed pre-pandemic and i told the story the other day we basically went in and we were like we'll pitch two series maybe he'll sign one no way he'll sign both of them and uh i honestly like from talking to pete i thought kate is what got us signed because the is sort of the reverse where the the hook for kate is the ending which is why we put issue four up on our patreon as a free post for everybody to go download immediately we're like we don't want you to wait any longer it's done this was the whole point of the series go get at it but it was like a weird pitch where we were like the first couple of issues are almost like a mindless action movie. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a, kind of like, I didn't intend it this way, but it's kind of like a, my writing process where I start out with a fun, ridiculous idea that just like comes to me and I'm like, Oh, this, I like this. I sit on it for a bit. If it haunts me and I'm not like forgetting it in a couple of weeks and it's there months later, I'm like, okay, maybe there's something to this. And I start to flesh it out from there and I call it eventually you, you like find the heart in this thing. Like yeah, you, it is alive and takes off on its own and you release it out into the audience and it, there's another layer added to it there where it becomes something so much more like what we're doing right now. Right. Right. But, uh, that's kind of what Cade became where it's like, you're witnessing the narrative find its heart throughout. And then we solidify that for, we have intentions going forward, but uh, that's why we had to get that one out. Uh, It's weird though. Everything was like, we had plans and every one of them went wrong. Yeah. yeah. Boardwalker was our, our first one. Uh, But they, Voidwalker is like the closest thing I have to like my, like, it would be my image book, like how spawn and stuff like that yeah. was for those dudes. Uh, I, I still have to go through old sketchbooks and stuff, but I might uh, someday release some of the original sketches. Mm-hmm. Christian's probably the only person that's seen them. I don't even think Pete saw them. They definitely weren't in the pitch. Yeah. But my version of void Voidwalker growing up was like, uh, 
way more demonic looking. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't the point of it, which is why like when Christian came on board, it it started to make more sense and became clearer, clearer, kind of got a little bit more alien with it. And he straight up put some like a HR Giger, some obvious inspiration in there because we're both big, uh, big nerds. But uh, yeah, Voidwalker is an idea that's been in my head since I was like yeah. a, a young teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was like probably came from uh, a lot of people think it's from Spawn. Uh, if anything, the color scheme of his body was a little bit a nod to like classic Spawn with the pale sure. like blue yeah. and red. But uh, other than that, uh, I thought it, I, I thought I was being really obvious about it, but he's inspired by like Tokusatsu and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Like I... I was a big Giver nerd as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's kind of seeing a second uh coming right now, sure, which yeah. is really cool. But uh yeah, Voidwalker was like, <laughs> I want we need an American Giver. Like, why isn't this <laughs> stuff popular over here? Right, we right. We got Power Rangers. Why don't we have the like badass alien one that's gonna be yeah. Uh, maybe he's not the best guy in the world, but uh, yeah. maybe maybe he'll learn to be better in time <laughs> uh, through through doing some bad things. And that was kind of the whole yeah. idea. And that stuck with me for years was it was just this character I was always drawing in notebooks and stuff. And then things started to align. I got to a place with my writing where I thought I was a much better writer than I was and was at least confident enough to put some of my stuff out there finally. Sure. And uh and then I got in like a, a life altering accident that was like oh, uh, man. oh man, I gotta uh I gotta do my thing now or yeah, uh man. I could never do it. Which is wow. why now I'm like the I'm a huge proponent of just like shoot your shot, go out, uh yeah. at least attempt your dream. Yeah, uh, yeah. You should you would much rather uh say you failed than be like sixty yeah. years old and be like, damn it, I, I never tried to do it. Whatever it is, and it could be the the dumbest thing ever. You might want to just go uh, parachuting or something like that. Uh, Absolutely, skydiving. Uh, go do it. Uh, like <laughs> uh, I I wouldn't have done it if I didn't hit my head real hard, essentially. But uh, yeah. I say I joke all the time that I basically kinesined myself into a career, <laughs> but uh, and yeah. I'm totally cool with it because yeah, yeah. like I said, there's no going back now. Like I'm I'm hooked. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. happy I did it. I still work a day job, but yeah, uh, it's you uh, almost have to, man. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not easy to become a millionaire writing comic books, man. But it is a, uh, it is fun, man. It's uh, yeah, I, I could I could relate to a certain extent, man. Uh, you know, I'm almost 48 now, and uh, I've always wanted to write a comic book. I've had it in the back of my mind. Then I had a kidney transplant last year, and uh, sitting around for you know four months recovering bored out of my mind like why not now and so yep. yeah i did everything in like four months and That's i don't know it might be a complete bust but you know at least i could say i did it you know and then i kind of yep. got that itching out of my system and now i'm like man i hope it works because i really enjoy it yeah don't be like us and have life force you the time to do yeah. it finally <laughs> exactly Go out and do it like yeah yeah uh it's great i'm glad you you know you survived your transplant and everything that's that's crazy like yeah uh, but it's it's awesome that it it, it sparked that in you and i i love hearing stories like that all the time and like that's what our channel is all about is us constantly talking about 
just getting out and doing it like it, yeah. and it if it's your first one especially if it's comics it's not yeah. gonna be your best one but if you get yeah. it done it's it's something that's done yeah. uh i don't even remember who said it now but we like finished not perfect is the the biggest thing in the world yeah. your first one's never gonna be perfect but your next yeah. one's always gonna be better than your last one if you keep at it so yep. just, just keep doing it and if it's comics and you want to write be writing constantly yeah uh anything and everything i say it all the time there's probably thousands of scripts of mine at this point that will never see the light of day there's yeah. like eight versions of every issue of void walker that no one will ever see like <laughs> right right uh you just you you do it and uh it's one of those things where eventually you'll start impressing yourself and things start to click and you see like oh i I can do this and uh, just you keep at it. It's like yeah. anything else. You, you practice it and you keep doing it. But I'm yeah. glad you, you started doing it. And the little bit that I've seen in your stuff, like I was, I was trolling all your social media this week in <laughs> preparation and it looks awesome. The, I appreciate uh, the art it man. for Kingsville. I don't even know. Is it you doing the art or do you? No, have no. I, I got a, an artist named Daniel Zay. Um, and he's, okay. he's been amazing. Young 22 year old guy wants to get into comics has been, He's just, I, I thought he was pretty badass. So I was like, yeah, let's work Dude. together, man. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. 22 years old. Is... Yeah. He's, he's get at good. it, dudes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll send you, uh, it's in print right now through Comic Wellspring. So I'm hoping by mid April I could uh, get it out to everybody and got some local comic shops that I'll sell it to. But uh, I'll send you after this uh, what I have so far. And I would love your, uh, your advice, oh, Spencer. Yeah, man. man, check I it would, out. Bro. I would love to look at it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Huge comic nerd. I'd love to read yeah. it. Oh, for uh, sure, man. For sure. Yeah, I don't even remember where we were going. I remember. I don't even know if it matters, Spencer. Man, I, I thought <laughs> yeah. that was a, a really good. Uh, How long Voidwalker's been sitting around? <laughs> yeah. They're both. Both of them are are ideas that have sat around for a while. Cade actually came because Cade, I'm a co writer on technically. Well, yeah. I script everything, but the overall plot and series, uh, uh -huh. me and my friend Mike McSweegan came up with. He's obviously credited on the book yeah. as well. But uh, that was like, uh, so I see Mike all the time. He's basically my right hand man on stuff. We would go up and help Pete uh, when like shipments would come in for Alterna every once in a while and do cons mm -hmm. together constantly. Uh, Mike's rad and Cade was like an idea where I was already trying to develop Voidwalker and everything hadn't brought Christian on board at the time but my intent was to eventually make this a comic book yeah I think originally it was just going to be a like a graphic novel and uh Cade was just this like dumb idea me and Mike had been kicking around forever and I can't really get too much into it because four yeah. like technically just came out on the Patreon and I don't sure, want to spoil sure. it for people yeah no don't do that man don't do that it's also still very like relevant to everything going on in the world which yeah. like we were kind of parodying <laughs> like the culture war and all yeah. this stuff and that was like that book we safe bet i would say like 2016 was where we had like cade fleshed out i think it was five issues originally yeah uh but yeah it would have been like 2016 and we were like we just need to find the right artist for this book and it was a weird idea that's like finally come to fruition now that's why i'm like man i can't wait for like three four months where yeah, like it's right been here, out man. for a bit and <laughs> yeah. yeah uh 
after it's been a couple months of issue four coming out, I can kind of publicly talk about things a bit. But sure. uh, yeah, it still hits hard. Go read it on the Patreon. It's on patreon.com slash death curse. It should be the, the newest post and it's completely yeah. free for everyone. You can just download the the full PDF. Nice. Uh, might be a little bit rough because we were literally just like throw this thing together right now and get it out to everyone. And then I'm working on the pre-press right now for the collected edition. So people will still yeah. be able to get it in print. It just won't be as a single issue. It will be yeah. in the back of the uh, the trade. But okay. uh, we're working on the collected edition for those right now. Sweet. Uh, yeah. So those will come out. Um, yeah. There's a missing from... piece in my body because four is not there, man. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, to be honest, Cade is who I read first, and I didn't even know about Void Walker. So I went on Alterna Comic, and, you know, he has a, Pete has this thing where I think it's like $35, and you get a, a bunch of issue ones. And so yep. I'm going through all the issue ones, and I get Cade, and I'm like, oh, this is badass. So immediately I go and I order the other two, and I read those, and I'm like, all right, four's coming, four's coming. And then all this news dropped, like, what the hell's going on? So yeah, anyways, it, man. It- turned into uh to anarchy i think it all worked <laughs> out for the best like yeah, I, yeah. i've said it a bunch already i wish them the best i love all the alterna dudes there's yeah. there's no hard feelings uh sure, i really wanted sure. to get the the last issue out to fans and everything but i completely mm-hmm. understand where pete's at like we were we were botching stuff left and right yeah, uh, yeah. and he gave us a lot of chances and so I was like, I'm going to try and make uh, good as much as possible. We put up the free digital version, yeah. and we're probably going to uh, just do the collected edition of Cade at some sort of uh, discount so people don't feel ripped off or anything like that nah. and uh, can still get the book because we we really just want to get it out to people. At the end yeah. of the day, uh, if, if I couldn't afford to do this, I wouldn't do it. Uh, yeah. Where we've been like breaking even on the death curse stuff due to our printer screwing us and things like mm-hmm. that, but uh, that's just uh, one of those things that happens. We're working through it, it took a yeah. little bit longer than expected, but uh, like again, nothing deters me from making comic books, it's still <laughs> gonna come out. Uh, we're stupid proud of, of Cade and Voidwalker, yeah. sure. I've been itching to get back to void walker but we basically had made a promise to pete that obviously we wouldn't release anything else until we were caught up on our deadlines on cade yeah everything worked out the way it is so we're just uh we're backlogging things figuring out uh release plans for the the new ones we have i've stated this even on alterna streams but we have up to like uh 30 issues of void walker outlined Oh wow! Kate is a Kate is a shorter thing because yeah, it folds into another series eventually. We had always planned for that, but Kate had a storyline that was probably like three or four trades, so probably mm-hmm. like two more, like uh, sets of four issues, like twelve mm-hmm. altogether. Mm-hmm. If we still might do that, but Kate was inevitably supposed to fold into this other series uh hell seekers that we've like talked about for years and that just got like put on the back burner because of uh uh all the stuff with void walker and cade uh and deadlines getting missed but that has a zero issue that a hundred people own copies of and have seen uh all the characters have been solidified for a while and you'll be wait wait wait, back up spencer there's a zero issue what let's let's go over that again man yeah, there's a zero issue to Hellseekers, which is our ah. superhero team book. No uh, way. 
yeah, it's a big secret <laughs> that we haven't <laughs> talked about a bunch. Uh, but it's kind of like our our Avengers in that world. And, That's uh, awesome, man. It was supposed to come out way earlier. Vince Rush is actually the artist on the Zero issue. It was a black and white Zero issue that we did. Uh, Jeff is going to be doing the art on the like mainline series for the most okay. part. But we've been talking uh, to a bunch of other artists about doing... Uh, sort of random inventory issues that I'll give Jeff a break that are like standalone stories because that series is going to be much bigger. And that was our way to finally expand out the, the universe. And it's not just like Cade and void walkers, individual stories. And you right. might see those guys pop up in, uh, in hell seekers. But that was basically when we're not going to be doing the, the limited death curse stuff that we do, uh, me and Jeff are going to be working on hell seekers a lot of the time and just backlogging that. But, uh, nice. we're not sure when we're going to release it yet. We want to just, uh, stack issues and be in a place where we never really have to worry about, yeah. uh, falling behind on anything. It'd be cool to just release quarterly and know that, uh, yeah. four books are going to come out a year and every year you're going to have that to look forward to with the team. And that Sweet. we have, uh, Kayla actually rants and raves about this all the time because it took three and a half hours to record all of it. But uh, when she came up for one of the first like writer editor meetings at my place, uh -huh. uh, I went through Hellseekers as a hundred issues. It's intended to just be a hundred and then done. Uh, like we have a concise story that goes yeah. all the way to there. And uh, Kayla knows all of it and about... Yeah. Uh, I can't remember exactly how many issues are scripted now, but almost all of that is like outlined in full. It's like hundreds of pages of <laughs> uh, notes and stuff that are going to go to Jeff eventually. There is almost a villain in every one of the issues. Uh, not really events, but there's there's yeah. a lot of stuff coming. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And will this all un be under Death Curse? Uh, yeah, we're just going to release under like where we've been calling the collected editions, the death curse editions for void Walker and can't kill Cade now. Yeah. Uh, that was never the intention. Like I wanted all the superhero stuff and we call it the ransom verse. Cause the main city that everything started in was called yeah. ransom city. Mm -hmm. Uh, that ties into a bunch of other stuff. I won't get into. Now, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was all intended to be at Alterna till i was dead or whatever and uh <laughs> hell seekers and everything we were going to pitch through there too but it'll just be released as yeah. uh death curse books now uh death curse's main focus is like uh sci-fi horror genre fiction stuff so okay so that'll be the publisher, right? That's your publishing company, Death Curse, or we get called a publisher constantly because we do publish our own stuff, but uh I describe it more as like a weird garage band art collective. We <laughs> nice. all sort of do our own thing. It is like a not a cool kids club, but we aren't like uh accepting open new members or anything in that right. sense right now but uh we are always helping out indie creators any way we can like i've offered to help guys uh lettering on books just yeah. giving advice on editorial me and kayla are kind of trying to figure out a way to open up that a little bit more and help yeah. people out more uh i've helped some dudes with with pre-press behind the scenes and stuff like that but 
uh that's the biggest thing is we just want to try and uh mm -hmm. elevate other creators uh in order to do that we kind of needed to get our our own stuff in a place where uh we can afford to to help other creators which is why sure. right now we're doing things that don't cost money yeah uh, yeah trying to eventually get to a point uh because like it's it's ryan jeff me and kayla are like the the core of the the operations i guess i would say yeah trying to figure out a way where like uh me ryan and jeff might start doing maybe uh guest like variant uh covers for smaller creators as just like a gift thing yeah uh, that'd be awesome where man. Uh, yeah, you know, we're we're not expecting money or anything. It would be a limited thing, but we were talking about maybe being able to fit in like uh, four a year or something like that. But right, we want right. to do things like that. We're not really a publisher, though. We publish yeah. books, but uh, it's more like a digital studio than anything. Yeah. Like we kind of all, and when we're not like helping other people, we're kind of just hyping each other up and keeping each other on track. Like if you got That's a cool. deadline or something. Ryan works for uh, John Carpenter and Sandy King's uh, comic book company out on the West Coast now, Storm King Comics. Mm. So uh, we're constantly just like hyping him up and making sure he's hitting his deadlines and stuff like that. Uh, That's awesome, man. Making sure uh, like sharing info on shipping, really boring things like the back end stuff. No one cares about, but it's so important uh, Spencer though. Right. I mean, as you're and, trying to do your own comic, I'm telling you the amount of time I Googled and reached out to people just for those little details. Right. Because it doesn't happen without them, man. So exactly. I think that's awesome, bro. And that's yeah. why, like we've been discussing more and more about putting together like a digital pamphlet or something like that. That gets <laughs> like a, a step by bit... step guide or something. Yeah. <laughs> Not that we're any authority on it, and there's dudes that do way better. But I'd love. But for look, you've become... done it, man. You did it. Yeah, though, so. <laughs> I'd love for it to become a community thing where like more yeah. people can put input in, especially yeah. from the crowdfunding angle now, because yeah. I'm sure yeah. there's lots of uh things that guys just overlook or aren't familiar with there's still sure. plenty of stuff that i'm learning constantly yeah. but uh that's the best thing you can do is just uh share information yeah. pass it on uh pay it forward as much as possible is what yeah. i say love uh, it again not that like uh i think we're we're saints or anything i think we're actually a wild collective <laughs> goofy bastards but uh <laughs> like i mean that should be try, comics man that should be comics real that's the culture i think i think we all have that in us to a certain extent man yeah uh i keep getting us sidetracked i'm so sorry man but no nah, uh, it's all good man there's there it's just a conversation spencer man just wanted yeah, to get to know a good you time talking to you yeah tell you how much i appreciate like so my my first uh, book was actually Can't Kill Cade because I got it in that pack. I also got Voidwalker in that issue one packet, but the one that I was drawn to is Can't Kill Cade. So I'm going through that. I'm like, dude, this is freaking amazing, man. Um, and then I noticed that Voidwalker was written by you too. And because I like Can't Kill Cade, I got into Voidwalker. I'm like, dude, I got to reach out to this guy and, and see if we can't have a conversation because they're both pretty badass. And now I find out about this whole other world that you have uh, imagined that they'll all tie into, man. And so- yeah, I'm glad we had this conversation because I didn't realize it was this big, Spencer. And but to be honest, man, Can't Kill Gate is the one that I was like, dude, this is freaking badass. Um, it's it's got a little it's bit of everything in there, man. I, I think the story is great. It's a trip, right? He wakes up, has no idea what the hell's going on. People are after him, and it's just a bloodbath after that. And if uh, you're into that kind of stuff, which I love, man, it's it's freaking awesome, right? And then, like yeah. I said, then I heard the news from Peter and. 
And I'm glad that you're able to get four out there because I think a lot of people have gotten into this comic and they they want to find out the fina- finality of it. And I hope it's not end it ends at four, man. I'm glad that you said that at least you've thought about a couple other four part series because man, I would love to have more to be quite honest. Yeah, we have a we have a big. The only thing that might change in my eyes is Cade might get folded into. Uh, I'll just say Cade will probably get folded into the Hellseekers sooner. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. give the context on how that happens, whether no he's, worries, man. he's villain or hero or in between in some way. Yeah, you'll yeah. have to read the books for that. But sure. uh, um. There is like a very distinct like we intended on just like technically it wasn't originally pitched as an ongoing. It was going to be these like limited series where we would like, you know, we'd release one over a year, had everything gone according to plan, take maybe six months to a year off while we were working on the second one and then release all of that over that next year. So everybody wouldn't be waiting too long before it got right back into it and from the get-go we were like upping the ante because uh without getting too sidetracked void walker is a story about uh, like a a father and son at its core Mm, it's very personal to me uh without having to elaborate on that yep Cade in the same way very personal to me but i was like how can i take these things that are like very serious ideas to me and uh make them just like a purely entertaining comic because it's that like again the culture war argument of everybody losing their their minds over this stuff (laughs) i always feel like it's that no one's ever honing in on like the real core of the problem they're letting their emotions get to a hold of things so i try to sift through that in a way where i can hit on the emotional points i want to but not let that cloud the overall narrative and still make an entertaining story. (laughs) And uh, Kate is just like a Kate is my romance book that I never (laughs) thought I would make. Like uh, it's like the most violent romance comic ever. And if I had pitched it like that to Pete, he would have probably turned us down immediately. (laughs) uh, Like he was aware of, of that whole angle. That is really the heart of the story. And especially with, with void Walker, the the whole father and son angle. Sure. Yeah. uh, And everything that's going on. It's sort of a, I don't, I can't, I don't never called it a redemption tale because it's like, the dude's not Parker's not trying to be redeemed. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, arguably might not even be redeemable. He's such a bad person is where we wanted to start it off. Yeah. It's like, uh, but there is a second chance though, right? He did get a second chance. And that's it. That's exactly the point is, uh, no matter your perspective, uh, you can still climb out of that hole kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, I don't want to get too into it, but uh, yeah, yeah. it it they're very important to me, and I disguise <laughs> that in just the insanity that I enjoy. But yeah. K two, because we told that that uh, romantic story that we wanted to tell in uh-huh. like at least we thought concisely, we got to the points we wanted to in those first four issues there isn't like a lot of baggage to carry over into the newer stuff. So the, right. the story and narrative was always going to be moving forward. And that one goes like full tilt 
ridiculous action movie for I've it was like four or six issues for the the next one. Yeah. Uh, and it brings in a ton of people. Again, I can't I gotta be vague with everything, but it uh Sure, sure. No, it's all good. It's like 30 villains. Uh I was like actively putting a list together to clear with Peter that I never got to send to him because it was like not sure if you're gonna approve this guy or this guy. Like Kayla knows about all of them. It's yeah. a giant sentient chicken man who's also a white nationalist yeah. uh there's some really weird stuff in it yeah, uh, yeah. going going full comic books with the <laughs> uh the villains in this one and there's like some really dumb ones like yeah. i would call them like dud villains and stuff which are like yeah. the d-listers that you'd see in old spider-man books and stuff <laughs> yeah who's the i never remember his name but he's like the, the first guy i think of all the time who was just like a wheel uh <laughs> And he was oh, a Spider-Man, Spider-Man? villain. Yeah, he was a Spider-Man yeah. villain, but he was just like a guy on a, like a wheel around him, almost like <laughs> Axel from Twisted yeah. Metal, but just one wheel. And I can never remember what yeah. the hell the villain's name was, but I remember seeing that as a kid and was just yeah. like, only in comics can you do that kind of stuff. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there's there's a lot of that ridiculousness. We still definitely want to do it. I have no time frame because I'm just like, I'm taking a vacation from having any real deadlines other than self-imposed stuff right now. Right on. I'm working on a, uh, an independent film with some guys. Nice. Uh, so that's been eating up a lot of my time. I have a day job and then, uh, we have all the, the death curse stuff. Like the, the thing I can say that we are like actively working on is the next issue of our slasher mini series, return to camp rainbow. Uh, And Kayla has a book coming out under the uh, the Death Curse name that is technically her first series. It won't Sweet. be her writing debut because I believe she's got a short in Joe uh, Sonatog's Sontag. I mm-hmm. butcher that man's name all the time. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Joe. Uh, but yeah, she's got a, uh, a short in his uh, Reaper Destroyer supplemental, I'm pretty sure. Nice. Uh, or Ashcan, I'm not sure what it is. It's mm-hmm. one of the uh, side books he's doing there. And then, yeah, she's got her little mini series, Crimson and Alabaster, that she's been working on. And uh, El Padrino is the artist on that, if you're familiar nice. with him. Part yeah. Of the, uh, uh, comics gay scene. Yeah, yeah. Gay, I always want to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the comics gays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, those dudes are great too. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, we're we're working on Death Curse stuff, but there will be more superheroes in the future. Just nice. uh, can't put an exact date on it. Yeah, yet, yeah. But you can't kill Kate, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we we have lots to do with that. <laughs> He'll be around uh, somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, Voidwalker will be showing up uh, probably sooner. Yeah. Uh, it might be a little bit before you see more Cade, but. Uh, yeah we have some intentions with void walker and everything hey maybe we'll release a special that we had been working on for the last two years nice man yeah <laughs> it sounds It'd like you have annual. a lot going on though oh i'm a i'm a crazy person <laughs> i have uh, too many irons in the fire every yeah. day of the week i'm i'm looking at work all around me right now yeah yeah uh, <laughs> but i i wouldn't have it any other way yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's awesome, man. You got to put those thoughts in your head somewhere, Spencer, man. So unfortunately, it turns into a bunch of irons, right? 
Yep. I, uh, <laughs> otherwise, I'm I'm crazier. I'm just <laughs> manic and running around looking at my hands constantly, trying to figure <laughs> out what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, Bobby, huh? what do I do? What do, I do? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. So what, what are your thoughts on the, the independent comic scene right now, man? You think it's pretty healthy? Uh, yeah, it's such a weird thing. I think uh, healthy, yes. Yep. Uh, healthier than ever. Yeah. Um, I don't want to draw like a political line or anything, but there's sure. it seems to divide along a political line where yeah. there is... Uh, almost a whole half of the community clinging to these old ways and desperately still wanting to be like seen by the big two and the bigger publishers. Yeah. And it's literally like a step on me daddy complex or something. I don't really know <laughs> what it is, but like these people want to be trounced by uh, corporations that do not care about them and prove oh. time and time again that they don't care about the people that are already under their wing. Yeah. Uh, when we got, you know, like old legends uh, dying in insane medical debt and stuff like that, yeah. or not even being able to afford uh, the medical care they need because these companies don't take care of them. Yeah. Uh, all the while they're doing these crappy movies and pitching it to everybody. But there's like a whole half of the audience uh, or the, the community that is is still clinging to these old ways. And then there's uh, a half of the community that's getting down and sharing knowledge and yeah. learning and getting into crowdfunding and trying new things, whether it's, uh, you know, digital stuff. Yeah. Uh, was it Global Comics I've been looking at recently? Yeah. Uh, yep. Seemed to be like an answer to uh, the comicsology fiasco. There's yeah. still, you know tons of people that'll defend comiXology and praise that it's the best thing in the world because they're making money on it, things yeah. like that. But uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of like people coping and not being honest with the realities of where mainstream is at, which is why yeah. I say indie is healthy, but it's weird when like I'm in a place where I don't care. Like I get there's people making books that aren't going to be for me that yeah. I'm maybe I don't I wouldn't say I don't want them in the world, but it would never yeah. appeal to me. Yeah. Uh, there's the whole people freaking out about what kids are reading right now. I can't get down with that argument because from a young age, my dad had me reading crazy shit and watching crazy movies and stuff. So I'm like, yeah. I don't think uh, the content you're ingesting uh, shapes you into a bad human being if you know you have a good foundation already. I think yep. that kind of roots back to bad parenting and things like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, the community's in a good place with the people that are sharing that knowledge yeah. and are uh, trying to evolve and grow with things. Uh, I think one of the most interesting people you could follow right now on Twitter and stuff is uh, Matt Kratz, who mm. uh, just sort of analyzes and picks. He, it, it reminds me a lot of myself, except he's getting to the root of real knowledge on Twitter yeah. and uh, I'm just dicking around for the most part, <laughs> but uh, where he stays sort of unbiased, he doesn't seem to really yeah. try to pick a side. He really does want to see everyone's opinion. Yeah. And because of that, and that, uh, uh, that genuine angle that he's coming from, uh, it actually brings out those opinions from sure. differing sides. And you'll see a lot in that guy's responses, uh, 
a lot of people that don't agree with each other yeah. having somewhat civil conversations <laughs> and actually wow, sharing that's impressive. Some, <laughs> some information. Yeah, so it's like miracle. Uh, huh? There are places where people find common ground, and I think that's yeah. where uh, that'll only make things healthier. But again, that that also comes down to a lot of these people that are uh, stuck in their ways, not being honest with themselves. Yeah. I think that's yeah. why there's so much drama on Twitter and people always fighting and stuff. Is right. if a lot of these people like sat down and uh, left their their emotional responses at the door and just talked to each other like people and weren't trying to get gotchas and yeah. shit on the internet. Yeah. Uh, you'd find a lot more common ground. Obviously, you're not going to get along with everybody, but uh, sure. it's kind of that uh, rising tide lifts all boats thing in my yeah. mind. So I'm like, if we're not all shitting on each other and we're just sharing the best of knowledge with each other, yeah. uh, uh, we can make great books and accomplish great things. And it all yeah. sounds super cliche and everything, but look at the uh, the the half of the indie comic scene that is sharing that knowledge and yeah. is elevating each other and look yeah. at where those dudes are and I'm not yeah. just talking about like uh, the big guys in comic skate or anything like that there's yeah. there's people outside of comic skate that are making huge money that yep. aren't big names uh, Matt sure. Kratz does really well and is deep into his book I actually need to to finally pick up all of his stuff now that I have yeah. some time to read it and some space yeah. to shelve it but uh, that dude's been at it for a while. I don't know what he makes, but he does well, and he's able to get his books out, which as sure. a creator is is success, and everything else absolutely. is icing on the cake. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, there's Von Klaus, another dude yeah. absolutely killing it. Narwhal, yeah. these were not big names to start. You might say they got help from being elevated by big dudes, but uh, still, there doing wouldn't it. be a book if they didn't... Yeah, they weren't, they weren't <laughs> doing the work. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. And those guys... Do the work. Like yeah. that's what I mean. They're they're putting in the reps <laughs> and getting it done. And that's really yeah. what it's all about. And then from there, if you're doing your work and you have your book to show and you're yeah. not a dickhead, you will you will find an audience that wants to elevate you and yeah. uh, a group of like minded creators that's yeah uh, all about the the same things as you, which is just getting books out that entertain people and yeah. not insult people for yeah brownie points or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> uh, I think that's the beauty of the indie scene though, right? It, it, there's room for all of that. And yep. uh, man, Kickstarter and Indiegogo, they've changed the game for independent creators. And now you can have a, a viable small business out there where you are pumping out, you know, really good stuff. And there's an audience out there for you. You just got to find them. I don't know, man. I think like you, I think the indie scene is is strong. I think it's doing really well. I think, uh, I mean, I still love DC. I still love Marvel. They're doing, you know, some stuff that's pretty cool. Um, but, you know, they're very limited because they got 80, 90-year-old characters, right? And there's there's just, there's limitations to what you're able to do, the stories you're able to tell. And then you have the indie scene where you could have a can't kill Cade. That doesn't exist in the DC or Marvel world, right? And that's not a negative. They just can't do those kind of things. But Man, Spencer, you you have a life in comics because of everything that's happening in the indie scene. And yep. same with me, same with a bunch of creators. So I I think indie is kind of where it's at right now. And I still collect DC. I still have some Marvel stuff. But man, I would say 70% of what I buy is indie. Um, a lot I, on Kickstarter. You know what I mean? Go ahead. Sorry. Yep. I Almost everything I buy is indie now. Every, yeah. Like I... I need to pick up Deadly Duo, the yeah, Sylvester yeah. Batman Dude, book. That, um, that is incredible, too, Spencer. Yeah, Dude, Mark I'm, Sylvester like, is just killing it. 
there's a like three year period as a child where I just like traced Sylvester art and was like, yeah. this is who I am now. <laughs> yeah. uh, He's so bad. Like when I man. when I was getting into comics, I thought I was going to break in as an artist, and I that's yeah. just never going to happen. But uh, I before uh the alterna stuff worked out yeah. i was doing the going through the motions like every other creator and mm -hmm. i tried to pitch to the big two i've told yeah. i've talked about this before but uh i met uh bob harris years ago when i was like boyish couldn't grow a beard like i was just <laughs> like a tall weirdo and nerd and he was like you're told me essentially i was too good for comics and that i'd be writing movies in the near future and uh and then uh that never happened obviously uh, <laughs> and then uh um i met with cb sobolski right as uh -huh. like the uh i met him at a convention talked with him for a while uh sort of soft pitched him at the convention as much as i legally could and he yeah. was like actually wanted to talk to me more gave me his email to follow up and we bounced back and forth for a bit nothing ever came of it because basically when he's like linked in all of the editors yeah. it was like uh the way i gathered it uh you send them a pitch through email now he links in all the editors they read your pitch and decide if they want to take you on and if none of the editors take you on you don't have a yeah. job at uh marvel yeah. at least that's how my experience was right uh, i thought there'd be more of a chance to like hey maybe i'll I'll fucking come up to New York one afternoon because you guys aren't that far from me. We, yeah. uh, like, I'll buy you guys lunch. I don't even give a shit. Like, <laughs> we can just talk, see if there's anyone here that clicks with me. All yeah. of my stuff was so adult for them. CB Sobolski told me at the yeah. convention that they would basically have to restart the the Marvel Max line to publish anything I wanted to do. Yeah. I had a huge, like a huge Punisher arc I wanted to write. Uh, I've talked about it the other night. We have like Moon Knight stuff that I was doing with Kevin. Me and Kevin wanted to pitch uh, a boots on the ground Moon Knight series, and we had a Ghost Rider mini series that was an all new Ghost Rider. Nice. I think when we were pitching that, uh, Robbie Reyes might have just been coming out. I don't remember. It was a while ago, but yeah. I did. I wasn't aware of Robbie Reyes when. <laughs> Uh, I was like, we got to do a new Ghost Rider. They haven't yeah. done that in a while. <laughs> like, uh, oh, man. So I understood why they didn't take that, but that one was like, uh, he's like beaten to death by like a motorcycle gang. It is like really violent. Yeah. Uh, he is, there's a whole romance angle in that, and it was a uh, like a road movie in comic book form where he's fighting all these different villains and like traveling across the country. And I was talking about, uh, his weapon was just like a bunch of chains that were wrapped into his skeleton and it had a, just a, like a big meat hook on the end, kind of like Lobo, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. it was like turbo violent. We called it the forgotten ghost rider. We pitched yeah. that. We pitched huge anti-terrorism Punisher arc. Yeah. Uh, that I was like, I want to get Goran Parlov on this. I know <laughs> none of you know who I am, but I am. Like, <laughs> I have such a giant ego as uh, like twenty-two year old that I'm gonna just kick in the door and tell you all what we're doing. And they would have been kick-ass books if they came out, but here yeah, we are. yeah, for sure, uh, for sure, man. Uh, I'm a free agent now. Call me Marvel. Yeah. <laughs>
I'll write yeah. a Dazzler book. I don't give a shit. Like, I will make whatever cool. You give me something, I'm going to look through the past of it and figure out how to synthesize it into the coolest book we possibly can. Me and Kevin also jokingly, because we were like, all right, what's a character they don't have going, couldn't possibly have a book right now? Yeah. And if we can write something like absolutely aces for it, they just yeah. have to green light it. So we came up with a whole pitch for Nomad, too. Ah. We were like, straight up, we're bringing back Val Kilmer, Mullet, Nomad. And we're just going to do a whole Nomad book. And uh, I mentioned that when I met CB at a, at the convention. And he like looked at me like I was a crazy person. Like, me and Kevin are probably the only guys that want a Nomad book. Yeah, yeah. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome, man. That's but yeah, awesome. we're... I I went for the big two for a while. I get that pull when you're young and everything. Sure, and there's yeah. a lot of kids that think like uh, they're paying a lot of money or something, and that's yeah. not the case. Yeah. And honestly, if you have a really like awesome idea and you're a good writer and you're a great artist or you have a great artist on board who's done some art, that's yeah. why I said crowdfunding is that all-in-one thing. So if, you're, yeah. if your pitch package is like, beautiful it's you know looks like a dreamworks project or whatever the hell you want it to be like it's just that yeah. next level project that stands out among all the rest it's that original idea whatever it is that hooks people in yeah. you stand the chance to make insane amounts of money on it yeah. and you're directly connecting with a tangible audience exactly. there might be a percentage of that that stores that are buying bundles or whatever mm -hmm. but you're getting people who actually want the book and want to read it it's not yeah. like as much of a huge collector scene as yeah. as the the mainstream is mm -hmm. it's not this like a like falsely inflated numbers it's tangible people you yeah. see them tweeting about it when the books come in and stuff. Yeah. And the the exact inverse of that is if your book isn't making money and you are like a realist and, again, can be honest with yourself. I know there's guys that have a bunch of pitches and they do a couple a year or whatever because they have the money to throw it up on Indiegogo and it might be just a mini series and you only get a, a one-off story. They do yeah. an annual or something. And it didn't. it wasn't that popular, but it made enough money to sustain itself for that that issue and they go and do something else right after it and pitch a new book and now that's a huge hit yeah uh, yeah that's not von klaus's business model but von just does these one-off original graphic novels and just continues to build every time and he yeah. chooses to do these original ideas i don't know if he plans on going back and continuing anything after the fact i think he was talking about doing some more uh monster md eventually okay yeah uh but uh, you can do that, and if it's not popular, you potentially you only spend a little bit of money on your pitch package or whatever. Right. If it doesn't get funded, you're yeah. not out tons and tons of money or producing thousands of books and have an office with yeah. you know boxes and boxes of books that nobody's reading. Yeah. Uh, so crowdfunding eliminates a lot of the risk, and yeah. then just like blows the gap wide open on the reward. Yeah, like if you're, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah, if you're if you're working and your stuff looks good, granted, it's not like a foolproof thing. Like your book can look good and you can just slip through the cracks, but right. you can always come back and relaunch and try it again in a couple exactly. of months with the same book if it didn't get funded and yeah. see how it goes from there. Like yeah. it opens up so many options for people. And it I does, think that's man. why the mainstream is like floundering right now because 
the only people that are like willing to work for them aren't the best at their job anymore. Mm, yeah. uh, and the dudes that are seem to be getting out into either other industries or yeah. getting out and doing it for themselves in comics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it seems really obvious to me, which is why I can't yeah. get caught up in the stuff on Twitter. I'm like, sure, yeah. Even if you hate someone, how can you not like look at it unbiased and be like, oh no, this this guy is doing good. Like clearly yeah. he's doing something right, and I should look at it and be able to extract some sort of information and knowledge between everything yeah. going on. Like yeah, there's I mean, so he... many guys that I follow that. I yeah. don't agree with 100%, but I learn sure. so much from constantly. Absolutely. I mean, success is success. <laughs> you might like like the, yes. like their politics, you might not like them, but man, when they're when they're pulling in a million and a half dollars on a, you know, some kind of crowdfunding thing for their work, I mean, you got to call a spade a spade, man. That's that's winning. I don't care who you are and yep. I don't care what your politics are, man. It's you got to you got to yeah. at least give them a little nod like, okay, you, you got an audience and you're producing something that people want to read. And a lot of it, a lot of it comes down to that spite where it's like, these yeah. people are failing and they could be learning from these people. They yeah. might not like, like EVS. I'm not trying to yeah. dance around names. I think EVS is fucking brilliant, man. Oh yeah, man. I, I got my, uh, my cyber frog up there with all my other characters, oh. man. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I was like, huge... I, I might've just moved it. Oh, I got the, the Salamandroid and Cyberfrog yeah. toys sitting over there that uh, he shipped me a while ago. But uh, it's one yeah. of those things. Uh, my girlfriend actually got me that uh, for my birthday a while back. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's the Wreck Planet one. But uh, like, you might not like the dude. How the fuck can you deny the success of what he's doing? Yeah. And I can understand at the same time the spite of these people that sure. didn't like him and really wanted to and thought that his first cyber frog book wasn't going to make any money. And we're like, yeah. this is lame. It sucks, whatever. Yeah. But that shit, I remember seeing that in shops when I was a kid. I know <laughs> in my original collection before it got ruined by a flood, I had some of the hall of heroes issues. I didn't yeah. have the whole thing. Cause again, I was a dumb kid. So I like, I didn't yeah. really understand collecting or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. I would just get like random runs and art that I liked. I would see like an artist's name that I knew I loved their stuff and I would get yeah. that. So I was more of an artist back then. Yeah. Uh, but like EVS had an existing audience. He came off of like yeah. some of the biggest Green Lantern stuff ever. Oh, I'm not even that's where I fell Green in love with his artwork. And man, it's just incredible. EVS. I'm not even a like a Green Lantern dude at yeah. all. I'm barely a DC guy, but my best friend growing up is like the biggest EVS fan. Yeah. And like I couldn't of like if we were going to the shop together, <laughs> that dude was walking out with a yeah. stack of, of Green Lantern back issues and whatever EVS was dropping at the time. Yeah. Uh, like I remember what was it? Atrocitus, I think is the character's yeah. name. <laughs> yeah. When that dropped, my buddy John was like you would have thought someone killed a family member of his. He was like losing his <laughs> mind. It's like the, yeah. was it the darkest night run. Yeah. The darkest night. Yeah. And then after that, the brightest day. Yeah. No, I mean all yeah. those, I'm, I'm a big green lantern guy and uh, EVS had a, a huge impact on my life, man, because those runs where he was, you know, working on uh, some of the best I'm, runs. I got a couple comics autographed by him during that time frame. I'm Again, man, politics at it. aside, the... man, politics aside, I love EVS because of what he brings to the comic book uh, 
um, you know, the, the whole he, comic book world that we're all participating in. You can't deny this guy's had a huge impact. Chuck Dixon yeah. with the Batman family. Like, uh, and again, there's a bunch of left wing people that I really enjoy their work too, man. So yeah. I'm just, I, I just like good quality comic book stuff. And, you know, and he, he elevates tons of left wing people. Yeah, That's where exactly. that, that spike comes in of people just see a window of him on yeah. Twitter or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. if you paid attention, like, uh, I am, I don't think I'm that right leaning, but yeah. I am, I don't get into it. I'm very confusing. Like my yeah. <laughs> left leaning friends think I'm the most right dude in the world. My yeah. right leaning friends think I'm the most left leaning dude in the world. I, I like, can relate to that, Spencer. I, I think I'm a yeah, little like, you, man. Uh, I like that no one can get a beat on me because <laughs> that's not, that's not me. Like that, yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, that's not the person I am. And if yeah. that were important to me, I would be in politics and you would exactly. see me uh, in DC arguing with people, not arguing with my <laughs> friends and talking comic books online. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, it's just, there's so many of those big dudes that you could learn from, Yeah. but you let politics and things cloud your mind. If politics are that important to you, I advise you go back to school and get into political science. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. Go get a job over there because you are not changing the world in your comic book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is like a uh, like you might change some little kid's world and everything, and you can give people perspective with good writing and good sure. stories, and you can change people's perspectives in a way. But this like whole cloth thinking it's like you're going to write the perfect single issue of a comic book and it's going <laughs> to flip a switch and cause world peace in the world is like the most insane egotistical. Yeah how we got here shit like it drives me <laughs> nuts and that's the entire mainstream now is a bunch of of uh hipsters who think they're saving the world with their their uh men in tights comics <laughs> and i love these men in tights comics uh yeah. whatever like make fun of it all you want call it call it homoerotic give me yeah. more of it i'll take it any day of the week like yeah. cool vibrant outfits and giant muscle dudes beating the crap out of each other for 22 pages yeah. i'm in uh <laughs> but like this we need to just get back to making things entertaining again yeah. and not this like uh identitarian like uh throwing jabs at each other that never even really land uh, like even yeah. if, even if you feel like it does land it's it's only a win for you and your audience. No yeah. one else actually cares at the end of the day. Yeah. Like you said, success is success, and that's what yeah. everything is measured with in the end. Like, yeah. uh, and I don't I don't want my enemies to be homeless and starving. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't even want to have enemies. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I would rather share this information with these people and be like, hey, book's not yeah. for me. I'm not going to grab a copy. But uh, here's how you set up your files. So when yeah. it goes to print, your colors aren't all all garish. And <laughs> looking like shit like yeah you know, yeah uh here's here's how you adjust the the balloons on your dialogue so it just yeah. looks more like a real comic and isn't just the ellipse tool in in photoshop or something <laughs> uh i call it like the ms paint lettering effect like yeah yeah just little things and it's like yeah. that takes nothing to do but people would rather go out of their way to argue about shit that they just are never going to read in the first place. Like yeah. 90% of the people, EBS is the perfect example because 90% of the people that are attacking him were never going to buy or read his book in the first place. Yeah, they just yeah, think by true. attacking EBS now, it's going to win some sort of clout in the industry because yeah. that's proven true. And a couple of random people have gotten jobs off of just trying to dunk yeah. on, on EBS and other big outspoken 
Mm -hmm. uh, whether you want to call it comics gate or just alternative create, because there's a lot of guys that don't agree with the mainstream that don't even claim comics gate. Either. Yeah. Yeah. No, They're absolutely. Just like, no, this stuff sucks. And it has for a while. And they're yeah. exploiting us. We're the creators. Marvel and DC wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the, the blood, sweat and tears of all these other people. Yeah. Uh, it's it sucks. Yeah. Uh, like we're we're still hearing about uh creators dying destitute all the time, yeah. and uh, we still have these companies uh preaching that they're the uh they've got the moral high ground or whatever you want to call it, and it it's a a big bummer, which is why I always say like so I keep Twitter for for nonsense and everything because if I get <laughs> too into it, it it bums me out and it, yeah. it sets me off eventually, and then I just be arguing yeah. with everybody because the. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're never looking at the right target. Yeah, uh, yeah. It'd be very easily easy to dismantle Marvel if you just went after their shitty business practices because that appeals to something to that side that politically disagrees with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's something they can agree with you on. Right. And if right. you went for that, those those targets that are uh, actually attainable, uh, it would be it'd be fairly easy to take them down pretty quickly. Like Disney can only preach for so long that they're so good when they're uh, yeah uh leaving people out to rot it's the same yeah. sort of like apple child labor angle <laughs> yeah. like uh we can't have them both guys yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah uh which comes back to that original point i think indie is really strong right now because of all of those reasons and man if you ever thought about getting into comics i think the time is now even from a printing standpoint spencer i mean you have comic wellspring you have kablam you have and i know there's a bunch of others that maybe i'm not even aware of but you could do these short print runs. ninja just went yeah, stateside i actually got an email recently so if you don't want to print i don't remember if they're actually in china or if it's like a taiwan uh, uh -huh. setup in their is uh, that the print ninja one that you're talking one? about yeah so yeah. their main one but they just recently, I don't know if it's active yet. It was like a beta email that I got. Uh -huh. uh, they now have a stateside print printer that they've okay. partnered with. So if you want to, you can opt to have all your stuff printed in the States instead of overseas. And, yeah. uh, then you don't have to deal with risking it in customs or anything like that. And you right. can have your like made in America stamp yeah. on there. Uh, so that's a really cool one. There's lots of smaller guys. Was it RA Comics Direct that does? Uh-huh. A lot of really cool stuff. Uh, they actually did like the metal covers and stuff like that for oh, us, really? and they're fantastic to work with. Really cool guys. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, that's the whole thing. Is like if you're if you're focused on all this real world shit and you're not figuring out a way to like synthesize that down into an interesting story in your books, it's not helping your books. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I have I have no problem talking about it on here and everything. Like I told you before we got on, I'm an open book. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to talking about anything, I'm I'm I don't shy away from confrontation. I do not care. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll I'll have these conversations face to face with people. Yeah. Uh, but it's everybody's focused on the wrong things. If you're creating, get out there and create. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you want to argue online, get out there and argue <laughs> online. I guess, but know that that is. Uh, yeah. one is constructive and the other is destructive. Yeah. And uh. <laughs> If you're doing destructive shit, it eventually comes back at you as well. Uh, yep. And I don't, I don't want that for anyone. I, yeah. I, if everybody's sharing knowledge and doing better, that just makes comics better in the long yeah. run. And if people genuinely learn to drop those bad habits and become better people 
and ascend these these uh shitty squabbles petty squabbles <laughs> whatever you want to call them right uh, we'll all be better creators for it and we'll yeah. all get better books for it yeah um, couldn't agree more man yeah couldn't agree more spencer that, yeah. that simple <laughs> that simple i think we yeah. solved everything man yeah man we just we just made the world peace <laughs> twitter's gonna be needed. so different after this now <laughs> yeah or they're gonna hate me <laughs> i can't wait all these shows are gonna come out and they're gonna be this liberal <laughs> idiot <laughs> i love it this peace-loving hippie <laughs> yeah and like oh he tried out for marvel and dc seven uh, years ago <laughs> <laughs> it's all good man i think all of us have sent letters to them at one point man going hey here my pitch and yeah you know. i suck so hard i didn't even get a letter i got an email yeah 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 no, email for sure email. email for sure yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's all good man that's how you get in bro you gotta you gotta test the waters and I that, should email him back now. Hey, I was thinking about you today. Yeah. We were How talking about CD? my two comics that have been in print, and I thought about <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> yeah. Talk about those two books you told me would never come out. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome, man. So last thing, uh, Spencer, um, as far as Alterna Comics, you won't be producing anything through Alterna moving forward. You're going to move to uh, Death Curse uh, and some of the other things from uh, – a personal standpoint or do you think you'll have something that drops on a turn again um i'll be doing the death curse stuff i would never say i would rule it out okay um, yeah i mean I'll i don't be know honest, i'm not that dude I, I don't i don't uh i don't burn bridges and again no I, I don't, no and i don't think a bridge has been burned right it was just no uh, like you uh, said like it, i said i i botched timelines and deadlines and stuff pete yeah, is completely yeah. in the right as a man running a business to sure uh, sure to cut ties obviously i i did not want that to uh to be the case for the fans but it is it's completely on me it's not yep. on jeff or or yeah, kevin yeah. or any of the rest of the team i was always in charge of managing it and i take full responsibility for botching that yeah so i'm like i will be making up for it <laughs> any way i can but no I'm not i think rolling you have. I, I don't know if pete would ever yeah. like you know <laughs> take me back uh We'll see. I Alterna also seems to be going in a, a a new direction a little bit. I don't really know because I'm not like a, yeah. I don't get the the inside baseball anymore. Um, but yeah, I don't rule anything out. Like I like I said, I love those guys. Uh, yeah, love Alterna. I got it tattooed on my body permanently. Oh, look right at that! There. Yeah, open comic book with the Alterna logo in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a I'm a down ass dude for Alterna. I have all, all the. Books. I mean, dollar ninety nine, and you get stuff like this, man. That's just crazy, man. I just. Nope, I I still back the campaigns. I got King Cryptid coming. I got King Cryptid sketch covers coming that I can draw on. Nice, man. That's cool, bro. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, like, I think. Uh, I, I fucked up big time. That's why you uh, guys no. didn't get Cade in uh in or Cade four in print. I will say, but you'll be getting it soon. I will make up for it. Uh, come see me at a con or something. I'll draw you guys a, a, a sketch <laughs> if you're you're real mad about it. I'm always down. No, for that. no. I think everyone understands, man. And and just knowing that I've gotten through my first comic and it took me like five months to do. I don't think people realize the time that goes into producing an issue of a comic book. And to be honest, man, if you've done it before, I don't think you say too much about it, Spencer, because it's hard, bro. Especially if this isn't what you do a full time, right? Like you, I have yeah. a full time job. I got to do this in after hours and on the weekends. I'm also married. I got four kids. So, you know, the wife is like, hey, I need you to help. I need help in this area. You know, 
You, oh, you yeah. gotta balance got everything, everything, man. Everything except the kids. Not married, <laughs> but been with my girlfriend for yep. ten years now. We have a house, which is constant work. Sure, yeah, uh, man. No, I'm I'm this too isn't. Much of a this kid isn't. Right uh, now <laughs> yeah, but. yeah. No, I, I, I've, uh, I've read some of your comments concerning Alterna, and I think you've been so professional about it, and that's why I wanted to bring it up because uh, four is out there. You can get four by going to your Patreon. Um, so everybody is listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. No DRMs or anything like that. We're, we're full internet nerds over there. If there's yeah. any issues with it, I'll, uh, I'll batch out another one and personally email it over to you. If I have to, nice, you don't have man. to pay anything to read it on, on the Patreon. You just go to patreon.com slash death curse. That's awesome, uh, man. That's so don't awesome. Don't bother reading any of the information on there. That stuff is literally from ages ago at that point. Cause the Patreon yeah. Patreon's another thing. We do like a sort of a comedy podcast over there. That was just our way of decompressing after long weeks of working on the books and doing our That's day awesome. jobs and stuff like yeah. that. Where we get into very foul things. Uh, <laughs> I joke that it's like the podcast that would get me canceled. But uh, surprisingly, not a lot of people know about it. Mostly just our patrons know about it. But yeah. uh that's on Spotify and stuff, so you don't have to pay for that now. If you want to listen to old episodes, we just got back into recording that. But you don't That's need cool. to pay for the Patreon because it's mostly that podcast. Uh, there's new stuff going up soon. There will eventually be like a digital library of all of my books, probably like six months after they're out in print. The digital versions will just be loaded into the library for everybody to download yeah. like we've been doing with these. And uh, we're retooling it and everything right now. So if you do want to support us, hold off for now uh and that and the site's getting all retooled and everything right now we're going to be posting some of the, the movie stuff i'm working on uh because i've been putting myself out there for all all sorts of things yeah uh, we might you might be seeing me acting in the near future <laughs> that'd be, that'd be uh, dope man yeah i'm just uh since i accomplished the things i wanted to do in my life i have my day job and then i just have like side quests now so yeah yeah i'm just sort That's of awesome. checking off weird shit i want to do after uh surviving a near-death experience yeah uh, <laughs> comics is down i'm still gonna keep doing comics <laughs> that's like a a crack addiction yeah, i don't know yeah. what it is but i'm hooked on it uh it's just like the purest form of storytelling to me there's no budget no one can tell yeah. you no if yeah. i want a car to explode i can make 10 cars explode like whatever the <laughs> hell i want to do uh so yeah i'm not going anywhere with comics but uh you can check out our stuff there patreon.com slash death curse uh love it these guys i forgot i i pulled them up got return to camp rainbow is the That's secret awesome. slasher book that we had come out that and is then, dope uh, city of rot was the one that we basically during covid when we had all that downtime between me and jeff we wanted to do a horror book and that's when we were like all right this will be the launch of like death curse actually publishing something finally that's awesome man and, uh yeah these will be going up on the site and stuff soon uh i think they're already digitally available behind the paywall on patreon okay but, uh like all of it will be going up on our our website soon deathcurseclub.com it's up technically but again very bare bones yeah, uh, that'll have like all the artists and creators on there, links to their galleries if you ever want to buy any of their original art. Because again, we're an art collective, so yeah. I don't take any cut of anybody's stuff. It's just you can go on there if they have something available and you like it. Links directly on how to buy it from them, and then they will ship it to you directly. 
That's we awesome. Got some guys that do paintings and stuff, talking to some sculptors. Uh, yeah. Jeff and Ryan are going to have stuff on there. I have some original paintings and things on there. That's uh, awesome. All sorts of things. And hopefully by the end of uh, summer, we'll, we'll be stocking Kayla's first issue. That'd be, be sweet. Yeah, real wacky. Because that was like... <laughs> Like our five year plan almost back when like signing with Alterna and everything, we were like, by the end of five years, we will be at the point of Kayla finally releasing her first book and she's not just our editor and our secret yeah. weapon anymore. Like people cool. get to see what makes her because we I, I at the time she wasn't on Twitter either. So it's like Kayla finally gets to show the world how <laughs> like crazy and amazing she is. That's cool. Uh, man. And she's on Twitter and everything now. So the world. What, what's her name it. on Twitter, Spencer? Uh, she is Comics and Cleave on Twitter. Comics uh, and Cleave. Yes. C L E E V. Uh, let me make sure completely really quick. Uh, she's a little crazy, but it's a boob joke because she's always rocking <laughs> serious cleavage for <laughs> whatever reasons. Yeah. Uh, because she's in a strong, independent woman and she can do what she wants. Yeah. Comics and Cleave, C-L-E-A-V-E. -E. Uh, that just fragged my brain. But yeah, Kayla over <laughs> there, she's my editor. She's been our secret weapon. Yeah. Uh, she's been reading comics longer than me. That's uh, awesome. She's an absolute sweetheart and an angel. Uh, yeah. She tells everybody I'm like her fraternal twin brother because we are very <laughs> much alike but uh yeah. not in looks uh i got the brawn she got the looks uh <laughs> our parents are mutants but uh yeah she's just she's amazing she knows like everything there is to know about x-men and all the the comics i love and yeah. we have a lot of the same sensibilities. So when I met her early on and started bouncing ideas off of her, I was like, you would make an insanely good editor. Yeah. And it just sort of uh, organically happened. But uh, because she doesn't have like a mainstream professional background in it, it is a, a bit weird and different uh, methodology for things. A lot of people think it's like uh, just proofreading and stuff like that. But yeah. the job is so much more. And, for sure. Uh, for sure. That's why I call her our secret weapon, but she's yeah. another great follow. If we, cool. if we're going to end on that, that is the best way to end. <laughs> Go check out uh, who we call the face of death curse because she's uh, the good looking one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, she's great. She's, uh, yeah. she's been taking a little bit of break from social media, uh, yeah. dealing with some stuff and uh, okay. working on her own book, but uh, she'll be back soon. She's on streams with Joe Sontag all the time. Sweet. Uh, brilliant woman. Uh, knows comics more so than most of the nerdy dudes I grew up with. Like she yeah. is a a fountain of knowledge and just an awesome person. Uh, no no bullshit. Gives it to you straight, no matter yeah. uh, how you're gonna feel about it. And that's <laughs> that's I think the kind of friend everybody yeah. needs in their life. For sure. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm blessed with the team I have. That's awesome, Spencer. Uh, and I'm I'm thankful that we have uh, people like you and others that that dig our our insanity and for sure uh, want to support us and and read all the the madness. So thank Absolutely, you. Absolutely, man. Of course, Spencer. Well, appreciate you being on, man. Really enjoyed thoroughly our conversation. Hope it's not our last. I'm hoping when uh, you Definitely do uh, get ready to launch something, you could come back on and and share it with us. But uh, we'll be in touch. 
Really appreciate you, Spencer. And uh, thanks for today, my friend. Hell yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me on, Tommy. All right, brother. Thanks.